All right, so in this episode, I want to talk about religion. Um, it's a very touchy subject. Lots of people have a hard time sitting down with each other and talking about religion. Uh, I think that my generation is probably one of the first generations that's been openly, openly, open about, <laughs> open about uh, the. I think my generation is the first, one of the first generations that's being open about not accepting or having to participate in a religious function. Um, my family was religious, my grandmothers were religious, so uh, usually people stumble upon religion because of their family. You join it, you become a Catholic or a Baptist, like in my case it was Jehovah's Witness, because my family was, you know. It's just, it's just what you do. But having spent years studying it figuring out that it was pretty bogus uh most people if you talk to them about the bible and i use the bible because christianity is by far probably the largest religion on this planet and i would say it's doing probably the most harm uh and if you've ever read the bible and i encourage you to do that uh, rather than just accepting what i'm going to say but what i'm going to say is it's not controversial it's not something new there are many atheists and agnostics out there, uh, scientists, intellectuals, uh, people who still enjoy a little bit of religion, uh, but that all have come to the conclusion that it's sort of just a big fictitious story. But it is treated like it is untouchable, like you can't talk about it. That would be sort of a strange scenario in a scientific realm, right? We, when you we try to make discoveries... You know, it's like when we used to believe that spirits caused you to get sick and then we realized that it was germs or we had to discover through scientific means <laughs> that there were these in these these microscopic uh, viruses uh, and germs and, and things like that that would cause us to get sick. And then we could combat them and, and change the ways that we live our life in order to have a better functioning society. So religion to me has been a major uh, I don't pockmark <laughs> on the face of humanity, right? It's just terrible, especially the Christian religion. It is one of the most horrible religions. And I, and I say that meaning there are things that you could practice, say like Zen Buddhism, meditation. Uh, you can even read any, you could even read these stories, say like the Bible or the Upanishads or, uh, you know, the, you know Buddhism. And you have to take it with a grain of salt and go, these people were talking from their vantage point of what they could understand at their at the time that they lived. And so I get the, I understand the need for wanting that sort of connection with the, the higher, something higher than you or something. There's a, there's, there's a lot of mystery. There's a, a lot of mystery in life and existence. We don't know how existence comes into being. Not the real mechanisms, you know, the biological mechanisms. We know the biological, physical mechanisms, but we don't know what consciousness is, per se. So, tying this together with religion is that religion, especially the Christian religion, I'm going to pick on the Christian religion because it picks on everyone else. The Christian religion tells you with absolute certainty that it's just God. It tells you that God made man first and then he made woman out of a rib. This is a story. Even if you believe it to be an allegorical story, it's still a nonsensical story. 
Because if it was in, if it was true, or in just a, a good a, a good allegorical story, you would have said God created woman first, and from her, you know, he miraculously got her pregnant and she made the first man or something like that. But anyway, that would be creepy. So, but anyway, these stories just make no sense. So I would encourage you to read the Bible if you have any sort of doubts about what I'm saying or you you. you you feel a little bit of animosity toward it, but I've already I've already read it six times. I've studied it. I used to preach about it. I used to go door to door, knocking on people's doors, saying, "I have the good news. Check it out. Let me tell you what God's got to say." I absolutely believed, and then I didn't, because I started reading better books, books like Dune. Uh, the, the The Dune series is a great. Uh, you want to talk about some metaphorical religious. Uh, some some deep metaphorical religious meandering uh, a treatise on the philosophical nature of why people look for gurus why people prop up charismatic men read the dune series it's great or just listen to frank herbert talk about why he created it. it's really good uh i'll probably try to share that in this video uh so religion is is a really hard thing to get yourself out of and we need to do that, we as a species, because I, I don't understand why we continue to allow Christianity and other religions that are very similar to Christianity, whether it be uh, the Muslim faith or the Catholic, all these different offshoots, the Catholic, Protestant, the Mormons. I mean, it's just full of nonsense and it's back, backwards nonsense. Women aren't are, are uh, inferior to men. Uh, God told men that this is the case that women should be <laughs> um, women should be uh, under the subjugation of their husbands this is such nonsense in a, in a modern age i don't even get why we even have discussions about it and this is what i don't do i don't have debates with people about christianity i just tell them flat out it's nonsense because i've read it check it out go look for yourself if you can't figure out that this is nonsense you need to start examining how you got that brainwashed because i had to do it and I realized it was because I liked the connection I felt when I went to church. It was fun because you had friends and it was interesting. And, you know, there's always like really good girls there. <laughs> you know, I married a good Catholic girl. And let me tell you, that's that was a, you know, Catholic girls are great. Um, but anyway, so I understand the appeal of going to to share in a ritual of something that's, you know, contemplating on something higher or, or deeper or something like that. But there are different ways and we will come up with new ways of doing that. But these old ways, especially with Christianity, have been so, so harmful. I mean, these people, the, through under the guise of God's will, the, these so-called Christians and good people have murdered, committed genocide, raped, molested, stolen, and continue to steal resources. I mean, the Catholic Church is insanely rich. The Pope lives like he's a goddamn king, and Jesus, the the, the, the so-called teacher or leader of their religious group, told them to give up all their money. Jesus was a pauper. He was a penniless, no, he was a penniless carpenter who didn't own a home, didn't, didn't have any money in his pocket. And, 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 you know, they don't really follow his example. So I don't think that Christianity is, I think Christianity is quite hypocritical and is not very true to their own uh, teachings. So what can we do instead of this? Well, there's a lot of great avenues. Um, 
And there's a lot of things that I think that we're going to have to sort of start connecting to each other. Uh, Alex Gray has a really great, uh, the, what is it, the Hall of Sacred Mirrors. It's a sort of hybrid art church that he has over there on the East Coast. If you aren't familiar with Alex Gray's art, look it up. Uh, it connects very nicely into the the wonderful musical works of Tool, who I've grown up listening to and I appreciated. Who Tool it, it itself has given me a a really good sense of uh, I, I don't know what you would call it spirituality, hyperdimensionalities, and cosmic meanderings. You know, you sit and listen to a Tool. Uh, album especially the i think it's the second and third one oh my goodness i mean they're just they're very deep it's like it's like listening to gregorian chants or at least it, it gets you into that realm and i do participate in those things as well I listen to buddhist chants uh, uh tibetan singing bowls so i'm not i think that there's something different about sort of the philosophical spirituality rather than the secular christian uh you're a sinner, you know, Neil sort of uh, mentality. There's something different about being a, having a, a metaphysical spirituality and in lieu of having this sort of subjugated religiosity. Religion just makes you into a, 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 a sort of just like a pathetically kneeling person to this weirdo God. And I don't understand that. So I refuse to participate in it and I refuse to give it any respect. And that's and I and that's and that is strategic, because I have received such disrespect from religious people. Oh, you're a sinner. You just want to wallow in your sin. That's why you can't come to God. You know, I live a pretty good uh, life as far as how I treat others. You know, my wife and I have a good relationship. It's not perfect because there's no such thing as perfection. Religion teaches you that, that Jesus was perfect and God is perfect and that's total nonsense and it's something you can't live up to. So it's building up, it's building, it's knocking you down so that you always feel like you're in failure. And that's a horrible place to, to be positioned. Whereas Buddhist philosophies, meditation, uh, breathing techniques, the, you know, all of these things can build you up. They can, they can help get you in tune with your inner self and your outer self and sort of bring a philosophy of, of, of being right whereas religion is telling you how to be they're like they're they're authoritate uh, authoritarians in, in this regard and this is uh, this is why i don't like it as well is because i tend to think that religion sort of sets you up to be acclimated to being told what to do and that and then and then threatening you with all of these horrible things like you're gonna burn in hell and God's going to punish you for eternity and he's listening to your thoughts and he's watching you masturbate. It's so horrible. It's like you're living in a dictatorship, right? Whereas uh, Zen Buddhism, and I've practiced meditation off and on, you know, it's not, it's not a requirement. Like if I don't meditate, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going to hell. I just go, oh, I'm not, my mind's not as sharp or maybe I'm not uh, really getting, being as productive as I might be. Uh, it even helps with my breathing, you know, like I, I had to learn a good breathing technique uh, called key breathing. Uh, so there's a lot of these things that you can do that are very uh, internalized. They're very private, but they can be practiced with others. I've done meditation with others, and that's a very interesting experience. I've also done hallucinogenics, uh, uh, chants, uh, you know, 
there's all kinds of things. Tantric sex, you can there's all kinds of other things that religion sort of veers you away from. And I think it's purposeful. I think it's to to narrow your vision so that if because if you broaden your mind with all of these things, oh uh, oh there's a really good thing, a deprivation tank. I highly suggest if you want to have a really interesting religious experience, go do a, a, a deep dive into a deprivation tank. You don't need any drugs. You don't need to uh, prepare for it other than, you know, know that it's going to be a jarring situation and really go internal. Uh, but there's all these other things that I find much more satisfying and that you can build a community around. You can build a community around the art chapel with Alex Gray, learning to channel our creative forces together to think about the cosmic or the higher sense of being. Uh, you can do deprivation tanks and take a bit of some hallucinogenics, um, learn to meditate. There's lots of different types of meditation. And as you get better and better at it, you're going to find you, you need to do more and more to just sort of get to, to, to kind of push your limitations. And that's really what meditation and, and metaphysical spirituality is. I call it metaphysicism or metaphysic, metaphysical spirituality. I don't know what it's called. It's, I'm trying to come up with the words for this stuff. So religion needs to go away. It's a pox upon this planet. And I hope that you join me because I'm going to begin to explain a few things that I've learned and a few books that I can push you to or lead you to that you can read on your own. Because the other thing in religion is, is just take my word for it. I'm talking to God. Just take my word for it. Don't worry. You don't have to read the book. Most people don't even read their Bible. I'm, I would encourage you to read as many books as you can on different sorts of uh, metaphysical and spiritual uh, outlooks and takes because no one acts, has the absolute answer. We're all these fractal uh, pieces in a large tapestry of the universe. And the universe is a very vast and, and wondrous place. And I don't have all the answers. The Dalai Lama doesn't have all the answers. The Pope sure as hell doesn't have any answers. And neither does, you know, that local uh, church preacher who's always shaking the, the money can and asking for a contribution and donation. He definitely doesn't know and you maybe you might be you that knows a bit more you may have a, a new technique or a, a, a practice or a way of thinking about the universe or your relationship to nature or your relationship to the inner self your relationship to your mind that you could part you could uh give to others so they can partake and find a new avenue of reaching higher and higher uh levels of enlightenment so till next episode Peace.